episode 50, the golden episode 50. down the rabbit hole. Ooh. We reached 50 already. I, It's uh, like a milestone. It is a milestone. I, I don't know how we've done it, actually. <laughs> actually finding 50 things to talk about. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not easy, is it? Well, considering the general statistics said that uh, many podcasts will not pass the seventh. Is that right? Yeah. So the seventh is the, like a... It's like a marriage. A right? plateau number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether they run out of subjects or just can't stand each other's company yeah. or whatever. Yeah, maybe you can say that, you know, like they say with marriage. Yeah. 50 episodes yeah. is like one minute right. underwater. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, 50s, we've done pretty well to yeah. get to the end. Uh-huh. Is that what? About a year? Almost or? a year. Two more and it's a year, I think. Wow. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. We should, Great. Con- we should congratulate ourselves. And because we're only human, yeah. after all. Like yeah. the song says that I personally don't like much, but yeah. the song but is everywhere. <laughs> we have today the 15 steps to become a modern human. A modern human. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. How did we get to the point where we have the wonders of Facebook Yeah. and all this other modern stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's what we're going to look yeah, at. Yeah, stay with us. And after the news, yeah. you will be able to listen to the main topic. Let's get to the news yeah. then. Let's get on with it. And we got the news for this week. Yeah, the news. Delivered straight to you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, we start with what? Well, well, let's look at this Planet Nine. Planet Nine. We like, yeah. we like Planet Nine, don't we? Yeah, since uh, all the time we have been talking about it. Yeah, we, 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 we can't wait. Um So, yeah, what is Planet Nine? Well, it all started not that long ago or very far away, actually. Uh-huh. Um, it was noticed by some astrophysicists that some think it was Kuiper Belt objects were behaving in a rather strange way. Yeah. And that the best explanation was that there was a large unknown body Affecting. Affecting the orbits of these Kuiper Belt objects, and it got dubbed Planet Nine. And we've never laid eyes on it. Uh-huh. But there was a citizen science project started uh, called, um, well, it's part of the Zooniverse uh, citizen science thing, uh, which was a call to hunt for Planet Nine. Mm-hmm. and um, participated a lot of people in it. A lot of people. I was saying to you just before we started, there was a program in the UK on BBC called Astronomy Live. Mm-hmm. They were streaming live, the event. They were streaming it live, and um, they weren't streaming the hunt for Planet Nine live. They were actually streaming live from a big observatory in Australia. Mm-hmm. But it, it was part of that gig, and um, um, as part of the uh, program... Um, one of the uh, viewers who participated in the Planet Nine hunt actually produced one of the candidates. Yes. So there are three candidates, I believe. Is that correct? Um, three, uh, four, four possibilities. possibilities. Was actually three days. Three days. Uh, so basically what people were having to do was look at um, alternating uh, star images and look for moving Something, something that moves. Something uh-huh. that moves. So they just had to identify. Apparently we're much better at that than computers still. Mm, yeah. It's gonna be, this is a job to look out for, right? <laughs> It could be one of the last jobs to go. Yeah. It's harder for you to lose that job. Yeah. To because, robots. Because apparently pigeons can now spot breast cancer better than humans can. Seriously? Yeah. They, they've trained pigeons to spot cancers on mammograms. And the more accurate than experts. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have to rethink the whole pigeon paradigm, right? Yeah. They're not as stupid as they look. And there you go. You got some extra news inside of the news. <laughs> I, I, di- I diverged there, didn't I? Sorry yeah. about that. So, no, it's fine. It's fine. So, the, yeah, the Planet Nine thing continues. We still haven't spotted it. Um I think we have to be prepared for the invasion fleet when it comes into the solar system. Mm-hmm. All the ACACs. All the ACACs. Mm-hmm. But we could... 
<laughs> we could have some time yet. Yeah. We could, couldn't we? And, by the way, there is a book, a very good book, we've actually mentioned it before, a science fiction book called Dark Eden, it's called, mm-hmm. which is actually based, it's a sci-fi book, based on a kind of Planet Nine-type candidate, mm-hmm. where we actually find a rogue planet like Planet Nine, and people get stranded on it, and about it's how they survive. Mm-hmm. Quite an interesting. It was an yeah. award-winning British book. Uh huh. Nice. So well, we will put it in the in the links. We should. So that is um, the Planet Nine. That is that one. So yeah, the next one. We, we had a good laugh about this one. Yes, because it's about cannibals. Cannibals. Cannibals, and, and why? It's, it's for the weight-conscious. Yes. Cannibal. Well. Uh, the title of the, the news actually was Ancient Cannibals Didn't Eat Just for the Calories. Apparently not. And it all comes because uh, there were some studies uh, saying that actually uh, cannibalism happening in the uh, was Paleolithic, yeah, Paleolithic uh, time. Yeah. About uh, 10,000 10, years ago. Two and a half to 10,000 years yeah. ago. Uh, mostly they were doing the cannibalism for nutritional Purpose. Had to eat something. Nowadays, now this study says that actually it was a lot of uh, ceremonial and recreational mm-hmm. or culture, society, you know, just yeah. now, because of that. I but, was shocked to learn that now it's frowned on. Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the funny part is that this fascination for, uh, you know, cannibals and counting the calories... <laughs> Made. Who knew those two subjects would come together? <laughs> <laughs> this guy, James Cole, which is the doctor. He's an archaeologist. Archaeologist from the yeah. Brighton in England, yeah. University of Brighton in England. Yeah. He created a chart of calories he did. of a human body. A human being. And we start with the fact that a human body can provide between 125,000 calories to 144,000. Which, as it turns out, is not that great. And it's not that great because uh, it's below average, uh, the calorie counts. But we have some examples. Yeah. Uh, How much can you get, for example? Yeah. Let's say that you suddenly decide to be a cannibal. Yeah. One of the things that give you the most uh, calories are bones. Yeah. The bones give you approximately 25,000 calories, roughly. But... The, those are the most difficult recipes exactly. that I find. So if you start to think, then which other will give me the thighs? Thighs? 13,000 calories. I'm partial to a thigh. Yeah. I notice it doesn't mention breasts. Is the head and torso, yes. Yeah. Gives you around uh, 5,000 calories. Yeah. The arms give you around 7,000 calories. Forearms, well, it's uh, The very arms little. and the forearms and the yeah. thighs, this is like barbecue food. It, it's like a... Uh, you know, uh, chicken wings. Yeah, but bigger. <laughs> yeah. But the thing about it is you can put a sauce on it. Probably. Probably dip it in something. The skin gives you 10,000 calories. The skins, well, we were, dis- <laughs> yeah. we were discussing before we started about, you know, um, I would imagine if you did the cannibalism, the cooking part properly, and you had nice crispy skin, that, on a chicken, that's nice, right? <laughs> yeah. And I presume it would apply to humans because I've read previously that human flesh cooked tastes like chicken. Huh. Yeah. Maybe somebody can say, I'm on a diet, give me a spleen because yeah. it's only 130 calories. That is amazing, isn't it? It's only got <laughs> 130 calories in yeah. it. The kidneys, 380 calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even the heart hasn't got. <laughs> My the lungs are quite good and the liver. Yeah. But I wonder whether the liver is good because of... Well, it must have a lot of fat in it or something. Well, depends yeah. on the body, I think. I, I suppose. But isn't the liver one of the things that gets, accumulates fatty deposits? Because It of, could accumulate fat deposits, yes, yeah. which turns it to wor- not work properly. And actually, if you look at the fat content wow. alone, that's, that's, that's a feast, right? Well, you can use it to cook the rest of the body. Well... well Make a sauce or, yeah. as you say, baste the other parts <laughs> yeah. to get the crispy finish. The right? crispy finish. <laughs> and, it, and if you've tossed the thigh or the forearm in herbs and spices, um, this can no. be quite delicious, I think. So this is more like a case for um, lecter, you know? 
Hannibal? Well, obviously you need to have a, a nice Chianti and some fava beans, I believe, isn't it? That's the standard. But if you... Seems like a lot of calories. But it's not, actually. No. If you actually compare the calories in a human body with... A mammoth, for example. A mammoth, which unfortunately you can't get hold of these days. Yeah, that's the problem, but that's something like 60,000... No, uh, no, no, 3.6... 3.6 million. And apparently, if you had a merry little band of 25... In your tribe. In your tribe, you're all, you know, rocking it it about the world, you know. If you bag yourself a mammoth, you're looking at... 60 days worth of food. food. And we're talking about proper red meat here, right? <laughs> yeah. None of this rubbish human chicken meat stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about 60 days worth of food. Even a bison. If, even if you have to compromise and you can only find yourself a bison. Yeah. That's almost a million calories. 612 million, uh, yeah. thousand calories. 10 days worth Ten of days. nosh. Yeah. Again, decent food, right? Yeah, of course. And, yeah. So, although there are a reasonable amount of calories in a whole human, yeah, the bits that you might be tempted to go for, it's not that. Yeah, there's not that much going on. No, and I think it's very important advice to remove all jewelry <laughs> before cooking, <laughs> <laughs> because if you swallowed something, I mean, yeah. that could be a that could be a choking hazard. Right? Yeah. So the bottom line is. Yeah. Forget about the calories uh, excuse for cannibalism. Well... It was more like ritual and religious and yeah, so on. Yeah, but a human is the original lean cuisine, right? Yeah, I suppose. It's yeah. it's diet food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was quite interesting, that one. Yeah. So Let's the, move to the last one. The last one is... You can start this one. Well... After so much controversy with Elon Musk yeah. saying that he's against AI, yeah. signing together with Stephen Hawking and other people, mm. now Elon Musk is releasing uh, oh, the he's details. Backing. He's backing, isn't he? Yeah. He's funding. His plan to unite brains with an AI. Um, what is that company? Uh, what is the company called? I can't remember. That um, Neuralink. Neuralink. And it's actually an existing company. Yeah. And he's bought into it, hasn't he? Uh-huh. Uh, so... The whole idea yeah. is that you're going to link yourself, your brain, to a device yeah. to improve your storage we're and talk- to inaccurate yeah. storage. We're talking about implants here. Implants. Augmentation. And that it actually would help you mm. to improve your skills, your power, your intelligence. For example, to learn new languages in seconds. Yeah. To end up with Alzheimer. And, right, well, to know, end up with it or not end up with it. To, well, <laughs> not end up with it and the disease. Or you could do a want to try Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> Push this button and you become with Alzheimer's. You, you forget your life. Think like a chicken for a day. <laughs> <laughs> now, he says that this interface is yeah. going to be ready four to five years. I don't four to five years. That. I think it's going to be more than that. Way longer than that. Yeah, I, I think he's way too sci-fi still. I think if you just Don't think, you think if you just think about the basics, right? It, it, today uh-huh. we have various a couple of a few games and a few experimental uh-huh. apps that you can wear that you can control with your thoughts, uh-huh. but they are literally kind of on-off, left, yeah. right, up, down, because. We can't, We have not got the technology to actually uh, remotely detect from the outside mm-hmm. um, what's going on. And besides that, we don't actually understand that well yet what's going on on the inside. Yeah. So you've got to think, well, how are these, if you have an implant, if they actually come up with something, um, you're talking about super fine positioning mm-hmm. of... Um, electrodes or something to pick yeah. up very specific signals, yeah. very specific signals, and of course, every human brain is slightly different, so you've got to take that into account. And how do you power it? And like the article says, the big question is, and it's also for you, our listeners, mm. are we actually prepared for this ready? technology? I don't think we are. 
I don't think that... Uh, I don't think so. How can we say, mentally, we're ready for Do, this kind of stuff. Intellectually, we're, Intellect, not, we're, yeah. we're not sociologically developed, are we? No. I mean... And do you really want to become one of the Internet of Things, really? <laughs> you know? What if somebody hacks into your brain? Well, this is huh? the thing, right? We, we, we're we seeing now what's happening with the proliferation of uh, Internet interfaces into all kinds of devices. Uh-huh. What kind of precautions are they going to have to take with this? Yeah, for sure. So, word of caution there, Mr. Musk. Yep. So, that's it with the news. Yeah. Let's move now to our main uh, uh, topic. Our main so topic. be really interesting. We'll do the introduction, yeah? yeah. The 15 steps to become a modern human. Ah, today's subject. Today's subject in episode 50. Yeah, episode 50. We thought we'd explore how Rafa and I ended yeah. up where we are now. Yes, without scratching our heads and yeah. trying to find... And the next banana. And right? the banana, yeah. yeah. And it so happens that our story, not just our story, but everybody's <laughs> story, began between 30 and 60 million years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, I wasn't there. No, right? no that was wasn't. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. And it turns out that... Between 30 and 60 million years ago were the first kind of beginnings, the first stirrings of our kind of primate ancestors starting to kind of hang out together. Mm -hmm. There were no mouths then, so they had to do it in like the jungle or whatever, or the grasslands or whatever it was. So the thing was that they were becoming more social. Social. That's the first step. The first step, and... They started hanging out together and then ran out of conversation. That means that we require something else. We yeah. need we need a boost, right? Mm-hmm. So the conversation was a little on the short side, probably lots of grunting going on, <laughs> and nitpicking, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was missing was brain power, right? Yeah. We just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Now, some would say there are plenty of people like that today. Yeah. Lacking in brain power. It's right? still, yeah. It's there, still a problem. There has to be, yeah. It's still a problem. So, there we are. We're beginning to gather. Yeah. And we're waiting for something to happen. And then comes number two. And then comes step number two. There when? Are f- when? Well, well 10 yeah. and 15, between 10 and 15 million yeah. years ago. And something happened. Yes. It's called natural selection. Mm-hmm. For all you uh, people out there who believe in Darwinism, mm-hmm. me and Rafa believing that, means. We can't help mm-hmm. it. We're rationalists. Yeah. And anyway, about 10, 15 million years ago, through a process of natural uh-huh. selection, there was a mutation in a gene. Yes. And this gene is known as R- RNF213. <laughs> nice catch- name. A catchy yeah. name. We should make a tattoo with that one. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I, I'm with RNF213. Uh-huh. Yeah. And basically what happened was RNF213 is responsible for a widening that occurred in the carotid artery. Now, if you are not familiar Mm -hmm. with what the carotid artery does, the carotid artery is uh, responsible for providing the brain with uh, oxygen-rich blood, and it's kind of like the main feed. The feed of the brain. Yeah, this is, you know, this is where the blood's coming in, all with this oxygen and all yeah. this stuff. So more oxygen, more blood made our brain start to work better. better. Yeah. So that was the next step, increasing the blood supply to the brain. Yeah. That was number two. And then we go to number three, which happened between seven mm. and 13 million years ago. Yeah. Because once we started to have more uh, brain power yeah uh, we started to split yeah well we ca- we, ca- we couldn't anymore keep up with the same uh, the chimps were getting the chimps, boring yeah to mm. um uh, too fun to dumb to we came to the crossroads in the, in the jungle or whatever yeah. it was so there were changes in three genes mm. associated with the development of the several uh, cerebral cortex yeah yeah, now the cerebral cortex is that crinkly stuff mm-hmm. on the outside of the brain, you know, that looks yeah. like spaghetti, right? That, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is now well uh, kind of established that the uh, cerebral cortex 
cortex mm-hmm. is where the higher brain functions reside, uh, things to do with thought and action. Yes. And, of course, the brain is also split into two hemispheres. Mm-hmm. Which actually is uh, pretty, makes sense if you start to think about it because mm-hmm. adaptation. Right. Genetically, our bodies have to start to react to adaptation. True. So if we have started to be more uh, social, interact with each other, yeah. we needed more brain power, modify genetically to give that brain yeah. power. It's kind of a thing. Now it's we like needed a, to start to get... It's kind of like a feedback mechanism. Like, yeah, way, exactly. Yeah. Reasoning. Yeah. So this, I think we can say that the common thread running through all these steps we're currently on... Uh, number three, mm-hmm. is obviously gene, mostly it's gene mutations. Mutations. And, of course, these are random changes. Well, that would be interesting to see if could be some kind of understanding, because if it was random changes just mm. uh, by adaptation, or mm. were changes stimulated by the chemistry by the planet itself somehow. Well, I think this is the thing, isn't it? There's uh, this thing about, um, this other thing we've talked about before, this epigenetics thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Where you have uh, environmental conditions actually True. turning on and off certain gene expressions and so on and so forth. And it does make you wonder whether there's, there is a connected story, mm-hmm. isn't it, about uh, how much is it is environmental pressure and just how much of it is purely random mutation. Luck, yeah. <laughs> you want to call it. Because, of course, the thing about random mutation and natural selection is there's a random mutation that confers some pro-survival benefit mm-hmm. on a species. On a species. And, of course, it always starts with, like, one, mm-hmm. one individual. And if that random mutation confer some kind of benefit, then they are more likely to produce progeny, and therefore that's how it then that's how the mutation then spreads. So, I've read before that we, uh, not just me and Rafa, <laughs> but we we are the end product of an endless, not endless, but thousands of generations of oh, yeah. survivors. Right? Exactly. Yeah. We well are. Put. We are the top of the survival tree mm-hmm. because all the ones that I'm sure there were many, many other mutations yeah. where it didn't confer a uh, survival benefit. Uh, and of course, they are not here today, right? Yeah. So, and all this takes us now to step, point number four. Step number step four, four, which is power to the brain. Yeah. Right? Do you want to start that one? Yeah, when, because it was when? Less than 7 million years ago. We don't know exactly when, but... No, I, I think it's hard to say an exact. I mean, in the previous point, which is between 7 and 13, yeah. if we are talking about million years, yeah. it's quite something to actually... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pin, in our time, pin it point down, of view. Yeah. yeah, But pinning it down, less than 7 million years ago... Hmm. After we started to say to our cousins, the chimps, uh, uh, that's it, bye-bye. So long, fellas. Yeah, keep your own party. Yeah, we'll call you. Yeah, don't call me, I call you. <laughs> yeah. It happened two more crucial gene mutations, yeah. which is uh, helping, well, we're helping a lot, aiding the diversion of glucose mm. from the muscles to the brain. Yeah. So the brain cells uh, usually use Glucose as uh, yeah. uh, the is, fuel that powers Which is up. a form of sugar, right? Yes. And this energy comes from the food we are eating mm. and is delivered to the uh, cells in our brain yeah. through the blood. Yeah. And then the brain uses 50% of all this sugar energy into the body and 20% of it is of our daily calorie so it, it intake. Is, it is a power-hungry, energy-hungry... Thing, right? Yeah. It is using a lot of uh, resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to keep on working. Absolutely. And what is interesting, of course, is this is after we split from chimps. Mm-hmm. So I think we know that primates, mm-hmm. are, are, they're physically stronger than us, aren't they? Yes. So presumably that's because more of their glucose is directed to their musculature. To the musculature, yes, instead of the brain. And so here's the, the split that happened. In which this. is why we no longer at this point invited them to any of our parties. Yeah, they always crash the party they and destroy it. cause a mess, right? Yeah. They have no conversation. And they don't stay too clean. No, they just, <laughs> you know, 
and they take all the good women. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of which was called Lucy, I think, <laughs> who was very popular at the time. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so that was, you know, less than seven million years ago. Neither of me and Rafa can remember this. No. Uh, but that was a significant step. Power to the brain through glucose yep. transport. Of course, being aided by this enlarged capacity of the carotid, right? To be able to deliver the exact yeah. amount of oxygen in, in the blood we need. To the old noodle, right? Mm-hmm. So the next one, step number five. Five, which happened less than, still less than seven million yeah. years ago. Is to do with our dexterity. Yes, and it's still related to the glucose mutations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, it's to the H. ACNS1 gene enhancer. And it's thought that this mutation is actually the one uh, associated to the development of our human thumb. Yeah, the opposable thumb. So, as well as uh, other modifications, uh, like in the ankle or or the foot, this started to change the way we were walking from four legs to two legs. Yeah, which meant... For the first time, we could actually lean on a bar <laughs> yeah. and hold the beer glass. Right? Yeah. This is where it started. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, this uh, gene is part of the CENTG2, also known as the Human Accelerated Region 2. Mm. And this is kind of where, obviously, things started to happen with the old tool use. With the tools, it? because our hands were able to grasp grasp. And uh, do more fine tasks exactly. with it. Exactly. Instead of just grab something and bounce it around. Yeah, instead of just hitting people. Hitting people. <laughs> or picking bananas. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. No, no. We love a now, banana. Now you right? can do it more uh, elegant. Yes, you just go to the supermarket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing about, of course, the uh, the emergence of uh, the thumb... The, the thumb probably, again, caused this kind of positive feedback thing to do with the brain, didn't it? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, requiring finer and finer motor control. Yes. And that as that happened, presumably, obviously, then we started producing tools. Mm-hmm. You know, flint tools and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so, obviously, step five within the last seven million, seven million years, years, very significant. Mm-hmm. Important, yes. Yes, and has led, as I say, to us being able to grip a bottle of beer. Oh, yeah. And simultaneously flip lean a on coin. a bar, flip a coin, um, and use uh, Xbox. Xbox, oh, yeah, that's a very important I mean, use without, of the thumb. Imagine without thumbs. What the would buttons an Xbox would be crazy to click buttons. I mean, Microsoft would have gone bust, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've put the controller out, but nobody seems to know how to use them. Yeah. So, so point what, number six. What happened next? Which uh, <laughs> less, less yo, more brain. Yeah. And that happened between two point five, two point four to five point three million years ago. Hmm. And. Okay, I'll take this one. You take this one. This was to do with another very important gene called MYH16. And this mutated Mm -hmm. in our ancestors. And it led to a weaker jaw muscle structure. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not dead cert 100% known. No, but makes sense. But it's speculating that this released... This weakening of the jaw muscles led to uh, decreased pressure on the skull, mm-hmm. and then that l- made it possible for our heads, our skulls to grow bigger, making room for more brain. Oh, yeah, because that's what we have been doing until now. Yeah, we've been... Get the brain bigger and bigger. We've been building the infrastructure yeah. for the old brain explosion, mm-hmm. right? And... Th- Point six was 2.4 to 5.3 million years ago is about when it started to kick off. Yeah. And then we move to point number seven, which mm. is meat on the menu. Well, this is very it's interesting. It's an evolution there. Yeah. So this is now, this is quite a controversial area, apparently. Still. Vegetarians would say that, no, we're wrong. But. Well, what is interesting, I found, was that this is between 1.8 and 3.5 million years mm-hmm. ago, we discovered the barbecue. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it was pretty crude at the time, but... Well, actually, we didn't discover the barbecue at this point. No, because it was raw at the beginning. At this point, we're now eating... We've Animals got, that, that... We've got onto raw meat, right? Yeah. Now, the thing about eating meat is that you get more calories uh, per gram, right? Yeah. And apparently, before we started eating meat, we spent half the day, half the chewing. working day, chewing, chewing nom, vegetable nom. matter, uh-huh. kind of grinding it down. And, and it's very inefficient because mm-hmm. uh, you're not getting much out of it. So discovering that we can actually eat meat meant you got more calories for less chewing. Yeah. Right? And, but there is some controversy about what led to the greatest uh, speed up in human development. Mm-hmm. Was it actually uh, the discovery of fire or was it actually the discovery of cutting meat? Because apparently yeah. there is a view that we probably learnt to cut meat into smaller pieces and that meant uh, that we could actually digest the meat much easier. Yeah. And just by cutting the meat, and I, this is hard to believe, people, but simply by cutting meat into smaller pieces, pieces it meant that an individual <laughs> saved two to two and a half million chews in a yeah. year that's a lot of time imagine that maybe it's related to the fact that our yo became smaller and looser and looser yeah. you can't be chewing big chunks of meat oh, well especially if it's raw well apparently raw meat i've never really eaten a lump of try to eat a lump of raw meat because it's not something we do but from what i've read doing your research for this it is like chewing gum yeah you know you chew and chew and chew so and chew and nothing ima- happens imagine how the teeth of yeah. ancestors were and apparently the teeth of our ancestors were really made for herbivores mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for like grinding plant matter, the plant you know like backwards and forwards stuff. Uh-huh. So we really were not set up for this, but we made this step. Yeah. So, yeah, point eight. Eight. Well, bald all over. Yeah. So this happened around 3.3 million years ago. Mm. But... Uh, <laughs> it's a bit... Why is unusual, only- but they is- say accurate date. Yeah. And why is this? Because around that time, we lost our body hair. Yeah. Not all of it, the majority of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really a coincidence that corresponds with the, um, uh, <laughs> the emergence of the of Lee's. Well, the, the, the thing was that they, they're not de- they're, they were unable to date necessarily exactly when we lost mm-hmm. the uh, body hair, but we are able to precisely see the emergence of uh, pubic lice. Lice, yeah, and, at least. And this was connected, uh, the, the dis- this is thought to be connected with our loss of body hair. So yeah, so interesting. Obvi- so obviously we still do have body hair, but we're not like an ape, right? No. So that- we're not covered in fur, <laughs> mm-hmm. although there are some people. Some people might be like that, yeah. qualify for this. Huh? Yeah. So, yeah, so it was apparently uh, there's a connection between the emergence of the lice as a species and the um, complete disappearance, as it were, of uh, a fur covering to the human mm-hmm, mm-hmm. human body. So that's point number eight, wasn't it? A very, yes. very nice picture of a human lice there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Over some blonde hair. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't look pleasant at all, right? <laughs> so step number nine is, is referred to as the intelligence, intelligence. gene, right? And this happens between 2.5 to 3.2 million years ago. Yeah. Another and gene mutation. Another gene mutation. I, and if you notice, every time there is a big change, mm. it's about gene mutations. Yes, or uh, in this case, the error was uh-huh. also, the gene mutation was also accompanied by duplication, which is apparently another driver yeah. that reinforces certain changes. Yeah, and the neurons uh, gain the ability to make more connections and more uh, more quickly. Yeah, in uh, between neurons. Uh-huh, between neurons that increased our capacity yeah, so and created intelligence, let's say. Speeded the whole thing up. The yeah. whole thing speeded up, and it's a specific moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's thought that um, 
that this mutation plus the duplication um, was is responsible for kind of a step change in the way our minds yeah. worked. Yeah. So uh, an interesting moment. So some would say maybe that was the moment when we were visited by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> bit, bit of interference there, right? Yeah, just uh, you know a little uh, push. You need this bit of gene therapy. So let's this will sort do it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll catch you in a couple of million years. Right? Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> and stand back. Yeah, something like let the Obender work until thirty minutes after. We will see then. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, if it's not burned, we eat it. <laughs> give it. Give him the gene therapy. Right, everybody back in the ship. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working out well. <laughs> so yeah, so we get to step number ten, which is a repetition of what has been happening since early points. Uh, which bigger brains again? Bigger yeah. brains, mm. and this was around two point eight million years ago. Yeah, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to my birth date. So the, <laughs> the Homo habilis, yeah. an early human species, had a much bigger brain than mm. all any other ancestor. Significant. Yeah, yeah so big ag- change. So again, this was a significant moment when things became uh, pretty obvious that there was change going on in our development. Yeah. yeah. And uh, step number 11. Now we're getting close. Oh, close, because we are talking about 200,000 years to 2.5 million years ago. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that as our brains were just growing, mm. getting bigger mm. uh, at every every step like this. Other changes were occurring. Everything yeah. also had to start to change as well. Yeah. And the hips of... Uh, the ladies. The ladies narrowed, yeah. making it harder to give birth. Yeah. And this has been uh, leading to humans, uh, babies... The, to be born prematurely, exactly, which that would have or that requires the protection and the care to survive mm, of the parents, right, mm-hmm. or at least the the mother. Because so the chances of survivability there immediately have to absolutely start to grow because a human infant cannot survive by itself. Yeah. Impossible. So again, you can see this is a kind of a the beginnings of some kind of socialization step, can't you? That as soon as you have uh, premature childbirth, it encourages yeah. um, social groupings again. And <laughs> here we come. We go here. We come with the. It's barbecue time. But yeah, that's how it started. Barbecue, I suppose. Yeah. Step number twelve: burn stuff. Yeah, and I'm, it was around one million years ago. That's when the first yeah. barbecue occurred. Somewhere, somewhere, a bunch of humans went. What's that smell? Somebody having a barbecue. Yeah, we all know that smell, right? Let's go on. Get yeah, something. let's go there. So, yeah, the, about one million years ago is when it's thought we developed the ability to cook meat. Yeah, and the thing about cooking meat is the chemical reactions that take place mm-hmm. mean that the nutrients are more easily absorbed, and it is more digestible, easily digestible. So it meant that you would could get more energy. From eating less food, food. Ah. which meant you needed to spend less time finding food and you had more time for socializing or other activities. And then we move to stage number 13, number which 13. is gift of the gab. gab, which means is a slang yeah. English word for talking, right? And happened between 600,000 years to 1.6 million years. Yeah. And this was uh, related to losing the air sac that we'd inherited from our ape ancestors, Mm -hmm. but was lost before we diverged from the Neanderthals. And this development is thought to have led us to be able to um, vocalize the vowel sounds. Yeah, to actually create the languages that we have now. language starts. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a, a vowel sound is a very open sound in the vocal tract. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, the vowel sounds in our English language are A-E-I-O-U. Yeah. It's actually um, the same in Spanish. It's the yeah. same. And apparently the ape air psych prevented this from uh, being yeah. um, being vocalized. Uh-huh. So this is a big moment, right? 
Yes, and that big moment from this, goes... From this moment, our podcast was possible. <laughs> exactly. And it's taken at least 600,000 years mm-hmm. to get to this point. <laughs> 600,000 years. Difficult, yes. Yeah. It wasn't all easy. Yeah. But we're here now. In number 14, which is that talking yin. Yes. Because we already have our brain power. We already have fire. We already live in like society, let's we, say. We can start to make noises. Yeah, we make some, maybe some noises to express ourselves. But then I think we have to start communicating for real what we, we need, yeah. not just on signs of... Yes, Whatever action you want to do. Yeah, grunt this and, you know, charades, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and Pictionary in caves and all this stuff. So and, there was a very interesting development mm-hmm. about half a million years ago. Which is uh, a gene called the FOXP2. Mm, a crucial mut- language gene, apparently. Mutated, mm-hmm. yes. And uh, this is what made actually the that changed the mutation from uh, our ancestor of humans and the Neanderthals, the separation there, Well, again. it would appear what he's saying is that we actually shared this mutation with yeah, Neanderthals. Yeah, it's shared, it's shared. So potentially the you know, Neanderthals could have developed, or may have developed, because mm-hmm. we know there was some interbreeding. Yeah, well, so there has to be, yeah. So in order to do the old chat up, right? Imagine you're in a... A lot of people who have a percentage of Neanderthal, right? It's about 4% or something of, yeah. of European DNAs. Mm-hmm. So clearly around that time, you know, they're in a cave bar somewhere. <laughs> you see an attractive Lucy lady across the And room. you know, why not? You've got to chat her up. Right? What are you yeah. going to say? I suspect this kind of stuff drove the old chat, right? Mm-hmm. How do I connect with the attractive blonde yeah. across the bar? Right? And because we were able to communicate better. Mm. And to express ourselves, yeah. or became more understanding and more the interaction as a society, and as I a su- group. And I suspect this was the beginning of bullshit. <laughs> Probably. Remember oh. that study about the ignoble prices? Yeah. <laughs> to study the... Uh, when something is bullshit. Probably <laughs> since then started a study, actually. This is why it's been going... This yeah. is why it's so sophisticated now. Yeah. Right? It started all the way back all then. All the way there. Yeah. So, no more who, who, more like <laughs> F word to you. Exactly. So now, <laughs> now we've got language. Yes. We've been working on it. Obviously, we decided one language wasn't enough, so we needed something like <laughs> six hundred of them. Yeah. Just to make things easier, because yeah, you know, with that kind we of are race, just right? testing our limits always. With that kind of race, right? So we're on the final step, and we're within the last five hundred thousand years, and. The final significant mutation, which is a mutation, is actually a copying error that led to duplication of a gene, AMY1. Uh-huh. And this gene led to an increased ability to digest starch from, yeah, from the crops. From crops that we were beginning to farm. And this is thought to have been a factor in us abandoning our nomadic. Yeah. Style. So, like you said, you hope, hook up with somebody. You see you in some, three years or yeah. Uh, see you, you know the next time around <laughs> if I survive. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if I survive and I can return, and if I can find my way back, I have no GPS. Right, so I have to wait <laughs> another million years for that. So, yeah, it's thought that around this time we started to settle into communities. Yeah. We were farming. You know, we were already we had the chat for the ladies. Yeah. And, you can chat, you can ask for your own beers. You, you, yes, you exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is how we got here, Rafa. Yeah, that's how humans uh, came to be. These are the significant kind of, mm-hmm. at least looking at it from a genetic standpoint. Yeah. So we are our genes in many ways. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Uh, these are the significant milestones in our genetic history. Right? Yeah, and check the the show notes yeah. for some links yeah. related to this. Some interesting stuff there. Yeah. Anything else to add or we finish with our main segment? Um, I think probably we're done. Yeah? Okay. So we'll do the and finally next. And finally. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, finally this week, an interesting thing about uh, some of our relations from the... Some cousins. Uh, 
some people don't like to talk about it, but the Neanderthals, yeah, we all know we've been there, right? Yeah. Um, the Neanderthals did interbreed with Homo, sapiens. Homo sapiens. Apparently, some of those Neanderthals were really party animals, right? <laughs> yeah. And they got invited to all the best do's. A lot of people have discovered doing this kind of uh, gene testing, mm. you know, that you submit. Uh, Isn't about 4% of Europeans have Neanderthal? They have Neanderthal code. And now yeah. we know some people who've probably got more than 4%. Now, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> probably. We're, we're not going to mention any names, right? But the interesting thing about this, and finally, is that um, some scientists have analyzed because they could mm -hmm. the dental tartar so that's like the resin that builds up around the teeth of neanderthal yeah. skulls and what they have found is that um neanderthals were dosing themselves now this is forty thousand years ago yeah right? that's a reasonable amount of time right Uh, 40,000 years ago, these Neanderthals were actually dosing themselves with painkillers and possibly penicillin. Penicillin. Which they were clearly getting through maybe some fungi or something like mm -hmm. that. But they obviously knew what that its was having some was, effect. Some positive effect. And uh, also, they were chewing the bark of the poplar tree, which contains a chemical related to aspirin. Mm -hmm. um, and... Also, they think it is even a possibility they may have had access to some kind of crude form of antibiotic. Now, what is kind of surprising is that this makes Neanderthals seem way more sophisticated than... Uh, and smarter than usually than, we were thinking about it. Than we've given them credit for, right? Yeah. So, um, now we're not saying they had digital watches and televisions. No. They didn't. But the fact that they were able to realize uh, how to cure certain diseases with... Yeah. Things like penicillin. Well, this is like, they're like naturopaths, aren't they? Yeah. They are, they are no doubt by I, accident. I think a lot of cultures have this kind of thing, even when you start to be a little more, let's say, modern, not so back. Yeah. Uh, all ancient cultures have all these... Uh, yeah. Um, all these indigenous cultures. Herbology, like, uh, yeah, for like, example. Like in Australia, the, uh, the Aborigines had their own lore about uh, this kind of stuff obviously yeah, like herbs Aztecs and, had Mayans yeah, had their own things. ways to cure things with herbs and exactly. combinations of stuff and, exactly and back in the my country's history the Druids the Druids were, right they had the whole thing going on there uh -huh. a lot of magic mushroom stuff going on there yeah and um, obviously the Neanderthals were no different they they were clearly a little more uh, intelligent than we give them credit for mm -hmm. Um, but a very interesting story. So we're not saying they had pharmacies. No. But they knew which they, uh, things to... They must have somebody that knew more than the others. Like a shaman like or a shaman. medicine man yeah. or whatever they mm -hmm. called them in those days. Uh -huh. um, so very interesting. And th this work was done by uh, Professor Alan Cooper. He's the director of the University of Adelaide's um, Centre for Ancient DNA. DNA. Now, some might say, I have ancient DNA, <laughs> but, but it's not that old. Not that old, yeah. It's not that old. I just go to the chemist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to chew tree bark. Right? Okay. I have never done that. I just like to add. Okay. So that is a very interesting story. Yes, and, and we've got some links to that. Mm -hmm. okay. So, There you it. go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Our uh, history... Seems to have a few significant mm -hmm. kind of genetic yeah. moments in it. The interesting thing at the end, just to add, is mm. if in, I don't know, maybe 20, 40 years, 50 years more, yeah. we could start to consider in the, in the farther future yeah. that happened when humans start to become hybrids. Well, it's very interesting, actually, in that obviously to get where we are today, uh -huh. uh, all we had going for us was natural selection and environmental pressure. Now? Whereas now, of course, we have kind of, we have kind of jumped off the rails of natural selection, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. And we are trying to control our environment, mm -hmm. although obviously climate change and global warming are probably telling yeah. us Guess what? We haven't finished with you yet. And now humans can maybe create uh, mechanical enhancements and that will lead to 
humanity to be totally different as we know it right now. And of course, with the advent of gene therapies, mm -hmm. at the moment, gene therapies are just there for, well, the ones you hear about. Yeah, exactly. Are just there for curing diseases. diseases, which is obviously a wonderful thing. But you have to think what might occur even in our lifetime mm -hmm. with gene manipulation, be it illegal or otherwise. Yeah. Enhancing... Available to the rich people. Yeah. Or criminal, very wealthy criminal groups. Yeah. I mean, for example, wouldn't it be great if you could extend the range of the spectrum of light you could see? Oh, yeah. Now, you, could, you could do that with technology, as we know, but what if you can actually have a gene therapy that altered the pigments in the back of your eye? That will allow you to see this, yeah. other spectrums. Infrared or, yeah. or whatever. Or, that would be wild. Or alter your hearing. So mm -hmm. I think um, natural selection and environmental pressure have got us to where we are. Mm -hmm. And Gaia, nature, hasn't finished with uh, this annoying mm -hmm. infestation on planet Earth yet. But maybe we'll have to use gene therapy to yeah. um, survive. Yeah, exactly. Accelerated development. Mm -hmm. Well, then we finish like this. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you have want to share your thoughts, you have more questions, comments, whatever, get in touch with us. Please do. We will be very glad to hear from you. Yeah. And we come next week with another show. Yeah, another subject. Down the rabbit hole with our next 50 ahead. 51st. It's 51st and we have 49 more for the 100. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm speechless now, which is very rare for me. <laughs> That means that it's a good moment to go I think out. so. We'll talk to you next week down the rabbit hole. Bye. All names, sounds, logos, and other related items are owned by their respective trademark and copyright holders. This podcast is a production of Dark Mind Radio. Go to darkmindradio.com to find out more. All rights reserved, Dark Mind Radio 2017.